Well, and, and, and I don't know why the human, the human journey has to find that which is good for it, difficult to do. <laughs> I believe every person deserves kindness in their lives. I believe kindness has the power to change us from the inside out, to change the world beginning with you and me. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Self-Kindness, Self-Kindness with Pete. It's about figuring out how kindness towards ourselves can be our superpower. How kindness is more than just a reward at the end of the day. It's about living clear lives, focused lives, motivated by loving concern, rather than motivated by fear and anxiety. It's about how we make that change. How does self-kindness show up the moment we need it the most? You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you. And each week, we'll be exploring how to do that with people who are leading this kindness awakening in their own lives. My name is Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and as always, thrilled that you're here. How are you doing today? Are you walking? Are you doing the dishes? Are you driving? Uh, Wow, wherever you are, I invite you and congratulate you to connect with you in this moment. Congratulations on taking a moment out of your busy, beautiful life to think about and explore and reflect in a practice of self-kindness. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you have come back again, I'm thrilled you're here. And I just want to take a quick moment to ask you to, would you subscribe to this podcast? Would you take a moment to rate this podcast? If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, you can actually do that as you're listening and it won't interrupt uh, what you're listening to right now. Just go ahead. You can hit the rate button and leave a comment. And that just continues to help get this self-kindness conversation out there. I am amazed at the downloads that we have had for this show. It tells me that all of you uh, are just here to really support yourself. And in that way, support the rest of us in self-kindness. I mean, what a moment in world and human history to really get self-kindness right. And I don't want to talk for too long because I am so excited about my guest today. I think I say this every time, but I really do mean that Owen O'Sullivan and I had his brother Michal on a few episodes ago. Uh, You know, just some people that are dwelling and living in the space of exploring the wisdom in all of human tradition and how self-kindness is integrated and integral in having a healthy, kind, loving, and robust uh, life and culture. So let's get on it, people. Let's do it. Let's step into this moment that 2020 has offered us to really blow the lid off of self-kindness and what is possible as a human culture. And my interview today with Owen, we get into that, we explore it. And what I love is he gives us as listeners real practical ways to 
explore and step into self-kindness. So I am excited to get right into this interview. And because I, you, if you've listened to me in the past, you know how passionate I am about helping myself and helping others into this conversation of self-kindness. And that's what I am coaching people on weekly is how do we embody, how do we live out of self-kindness to then see the life and live from the life that we know is possible for us. I invite you to head on over to PeteSibley.com to get in touch with me if you want to work with me. And I just feel like I'm such a, I don't know, uh, someone who just believes so firmly in inviting that outside help, uh, inviting that external teacher, that external reflection So I love coaching people, but there are so many beautiful folks out there doing great work. And right now, I mean, as a poster child, I'm working with a therapist. I'm working with a coach. I've got these great, uh, you know, medical people that I'm in touch with, whether it's with my type 1 diabetes or what. And, you know, it's it's just can we continue in this self-kindness dialogue to realize that, there are places where we can invite others and to help us and to be be there on our journey with us so i invite you to be courageous take a step of self-kindness and ask for help where you need it and love into that space let's take a quick break and then we'll get into my interview with owen o'sullivan Self-Kindness with Pete is supported and caffeinated by Captain and Stoker Coffee Roasters, located at 398 East Franklin Street in Monterey, California. Hey, guess what? If you wake up at 6.30 to get there on their Monday through Friday hours, 6.30 through 4, you're going to be rewarded by some amazing coffee, so don't sweat it that you walk in kind of groggy like I would. They're also open Saturday through Sunday, 7.30 through 4. They have awesome swag. They have amazing coffee. You walk in there and you feel great. It's kind of like cheers, like you're walking in and everyone knows your name. You feel welcome. Uh, Great vibe. And I love looking at their Instagram. It's like looking at works of art. And it always makes me excited. Puts a skip of my day to think about Captain Stoker and going down and grabbing another cup of coffee. And if you're not local... You can hop on captainandstoker.com and order up a bag, get it, and you'll be just stoked to brew up a cup today. So why don't you love on them a little bit? They're great supporters of self-kindness with Pete. Run on out, grab a cup of coffee. You're supporting them. You're supporting self-kindness with Pete. And hey, (laughs) self-kindness, grab a great cup of coffee. Thanks, Captain and Stoker. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported by Union Yoga Monterey. Union Yoga, what can I say about Union Yoga besides it's a little moment of bliss in my life. Anytime that I think about Union Yoga, anytime that I actually get myself to sign up and participate in a class with Union Yoga, they're now offering beach yoga classes at the Tides Hotel if you're here locally in Monterey. But the great thing about this is if you're listening to my voice and you're on the other side of the country, you could still take part in Union Yoga Monterey by checking out their live streaming yoga classes. 
and you can sign up for all of this at unionyoga-monterey.com. So I'm loving it. Thank you, Union Yoga. Can't wait to sign up again. All right, so my guest today, Owen O'Sullivan, is a singer, a composer, and a teacher. He performs with his brother, Michal, who was on the show just a few weeks ago. And he also teaches and coaches in corporate America, working with leaders in creativity, healthcare, and technology. And recently, he has been teaching online with his mother, Noreen, and his brother, Michal, through Taurus Dunham. Now, these were beautiful tours that they would bring people over to Ireland pre-COVID, and uh, Taurus Dunham means journey of your soul in the ancient Irish language. So they've taken all of that, you'll hear Owen explain, and they have put it online. And what's super exciting for all of us here at Self-Kindness with Pete is if you go over to their upcoming courses and you sign up for their course, Samhain, Making Peace with the Past, and enter the promo code KINDNESS, that's KINDNESS in the promo code, you'll get 30% off this course. So I know after you listen to Owen, you are going to be super excited to run over and sign up for their course, but don't forget to enter that promo code KINDNESS to get 30% off of this course. And that's Taurus Dunham, T-U-R, a-S-D-A-N-A-M. All right, let's get into this amazing interview with Owen O'Sullivan. Owen, welcome to the show today, and I'm going to try to go for it. Go for Owen it. Owen O'Sullivan. Beautiful. <laughs> Sullivan. <laughs> welcome. welcome to Self-Kindness with Pete. I'm super excited you're here. Thank you, Pete. Me too. Me too. And I've been just really enjoying your show ever since you had my brother on a few weeks ago. So, yeah, really honored to walk in his footsteps. Right. Well, well, we'll see if that's the path we go or or maybe we'll uh, we'll venture off the path a little and see what happens. But yeah, you two definitely are claiming the spot of the first... um, uh, brother relations that I'm having on the show. So <laughs> really excited. That's great. We're delighted to be here. Uh, we always love your, your, your music and, and your wonderful personality and your invitational uh, friendship that's, that we've always enjoyed. So mm. thank you. Thank you, Pete. Mm, mm, right, right back at you. Yeah. Well, so before we jump in, I know a lot about you, but I, I want to let our audience get a little flavor um, and hear from you. Uh, maybe just a quick introduction of some of the roles that you uh, are filling right now. Mm-hmm. And in the, the follow up with that, why did you say yes to chatting about self-kindness today? <laughs> uh, well, about myself, I'm a singer and from a very unusual family here in Ireland, Pete. And that's a huge part of my story, really. And also, my what my relationship with my family actually has to do a lot with the theme of self-kindness. Because as we all know, um, if one has to have a good relationship with one's family, it requires great self-kindness when entering into those spaces. So um my family 
both both my parents are musicians, so I was born into a house of artists and performers, and they were both also academics. So while they were performing music, they were also um, studying it and examining it and talking about it. And my parents really came of age in the late 60s. Uh, they both met in the University College Cork. And there was a great cultural revival happening in Ireland at the time, where people were returning to the old inherited traditional culture that was in danger of being lost forever at the time. And uh, my parents were part of a generation, many young people were very enthused and excited by um, mentors and pioneers in the field. Uh, people similar to Alan Lomax there in the United States who went out archiving and collecting and preserving traditional oral cultures, oral cultures. When I say oral, I mean cultures that were passed on through word of mouth and from mouth mm. to ear. So not cultures that are not necessarily literate, written down. So oral cultures have a certain fragility to them that can be lost quite easily if they are not protected and preserved, especially in our own Western culture, which is so geared toward monoculturalism. And I'm imagining uh, our agricultural techniques. And when right. we, uh, literacy can be kind of like a monocultural, um, agricultural sort of system, where we can become very obsessive with a left to right or a right to left in some cultures, or an up to down, but a linear approach to the transmission of knowledge. Mm. Whereas, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically of reading and writing there, um, where our eyes, our vision is constantly directed from one direction to another over and over again. Whereas what direction do our ears move when we hear a song? Um, the, the, the concept of linearity totally breaks down when you start to talk about the oral tradition, which is the beautiful thing about podcasts, isn't it? Um, I love podcasts mm. so much. I love to hear the tone and timbre of people's voices and, uh, and being a singer, of course, from a family of musicians, I'm highly sensitized to the way sound is transmitted. So all that to say that that was the kind of household I grew up in that had a great appreciation for uh, the, 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 the power of vibration, the transmission of vibration, the idea of inheritance and passing on, and also acknowledging uh, a great term my father used to use was a parity of esteem between traditions, a parity of esteem between traditions, which meant that every tradition that was passed on from one generation to the next has within it a inherent genius that mm. it is that we do a disservice to our own humanity by ignoring or by choosing to look upon as inferior to our own tradition and so in our case that was irish mm. traditional music an Irish traditional culture, but the same rules apply to all cultures. So it's, um, yeah, so that's really uh, what, what, what I've done in my own journey is try to um, carry that spirit with me in the work that I do. So um, I sing with my brother, who you've had on your show. We also sing together with our mother, Noreen. 
And so song has been a huge part of, of my life. And from that, then I've gotten into composition and writing and arranging music. And then from that world, that world brought us into contact with uh, performance. And performance is a whole other world where you stand and you deliver these songs in different contexts. And one thing I've always been fascinated about is that the song or the traditional culture actually is has been passed on and preserved because it has within it a very particular and essential and precious kind of medicine. Otherwise, mm. it wouldn't be mm. passed on. And so that's what I'm always fascinated about. And so I'm, I, I love to examine that and question that. And then I also love to share it. And I like to talk about it and talk with other people about it. And that work has led me into very interesting places, speaking about the wisdom that is inherent in inherited traditions. And I found myself in very interesting positions um, uh, recently, more recently in the corporate world, in the world of corporate America, bringing the wisdom of this, uh, of different inheritances into the world, the theater of our work life. Mm, mm, mm. And so that's brought me to very interesting places. Yeah. And then um, I think you also asked, why did I say yes to this particular uh, invitation? And I'll tell you why, Pete, it's because you are an extremely charming and irresistible character in your own way. So <laughs> when you invited me, it was fascinating. And also what you're doing is you're putting the, you're putting us into the mindset of this world, the, the, the word self-kindness. And mm. when you put that word there in front of me, it got my own mind racing. So I was very interested to to have a conversation with you about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. Yeah, lot, lots there. One th thing that comes to mind that you began to touch upon that that I feel like it just comes alive when I see you perform or, or even hearing you talk is it, it's, it's as if you've lived your life from that space of artistry and creativity. And it just it can't help but infuse the way that you talk. And one thing that I noticed in some of the literature of some of the programs that you're part of right now, and, and we can get into those specifically, I think mm -hmm. you started to touch on it with the, the you know, working with corporate America, mm -hmm. but I saw two words together like self-kindness, but it was self-artistry. Mm -hmm. And I think in my attempt using self-kindness yeah. it really is uh it's an attempt at self-artistry looking at my life who i am how i live as a constant creative and even artistic yeah opportunity how can you know how can yeah. creativity how can artistry live in a simple conversation between me and my spouse me and my kids mm. or how I'm living into the world, that that can actually be a celebration of creativity yeah. and artistry. So I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on that? This is lovely. Like, yeah, there, there, there's such a ball of things 
of course. And it's the wonder of our complexity, the diversity and the complexity of the ecology of ourselves is that when we start to, to, to unravel the, the big ball, the big knot, we suddenly realize it's all connected. And um, but th- th- that that's a beautiful thing where you there are linking self-kindness with self-artistry. And so when I was thinking about the word self-kindness, I was actually I focused in on that idea of self and what is self and mm. perhaps one of perhaps one of the most important imperatives of the ancient classical world was to know thyself which Socrates, the founder of our Western philosophical tradition, Socrates quotes famously. But actually, Socrates was quoting, uh, this was written over the temple door of the oracle at Delphi. And the oracle at Delphi um, lived at the omphalos, the navel, the belly button of the world. And you went to the oracle of Delphi, you went to the belly button of the world, in order to ask questions about your future. And of course, the belly button represents our umbilical cord, the, our birth, where we came from, what we have inherited. So you go back to that spot of your birth, your connection with your mother, and that is the place you go to ask the question, what is to become of me? Where am I going? And of course, we only really ask that question when we're, when we're, in times of suffering, really, isn't it? Uh, when we're having a good time, we're, you know, we're having a good time, but it's really through suffering we say, oh my God, when will this end? Will this ever end? And so the Greeks, the, the ancients said, well, you go back to the Oracle at Delphi, go back to the navel of the world and ask that question. And as you walk across the threshold to ask that question, the answer you're given is actually know yourself. That's mm-hmm. where your future comes from. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I see self-kindness as the approach and self-artistry as the, uh, as the result of mm-hmm. the knowing of the self, you know. And of course, um, that's been, that's at the, the core of so many great mystical traditions is that knowledge of the self, right up to Shakespeare, of course, the, this mm-hmm. above all to thine own self be true. And it must follow as the day follows night that can't not be false to anyone. Mm-hmm. Can't not be false to anyone. Yeah. yeah so much there, Owen. Uh, but I, I want to, I to put it back into, to you and say, well, how does that, unfold in your day-to-day um (laughs) and the reason why i want to ask that is because i notice my tendency can be to just fall in love with that you know that philosophical pursuit of understanding what does it mean to know myself and how does that relate to be still and it's just like okay those are beautiful and how do i access that wisdom that understanding when my child is saying they're not going to brush their teeth (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you i'll tell you exactly how pete and the image (laughs) of the child brushing their teeth is perfect because i that was one of the little prompt questions you'd sent along around this conversation and i thought to myself what would be one thing and this is one thing looking at yourself in the mirror so you're literally there with your child who's refusing to 
brush their teeth and one cannot help when a mirror appears it's it's excruciatingly difficult not to look at it you know and all of us try to like pretend not to notice our reflection in windows as we pass by you know but the um and the reason we're all doing that is because we know that the minute we cast eyes on ourselves we're going to give ourselves the most unmerciful lashing of critique you could ever endure on a person mm. So have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and gone to yourself, oh, my God, you look fabulous today. <laughs> You're the most... <laughs> that is one of the most beautiful it's looking awesome. men I have ever seen in my life. So I believe that if you spoke to yourself, if you spoke to anyone else in the world, the way you spoke to yourself when you looked at yourself in the mirror, mm. you wouldn't have a friend in the world. And I know as well, too, from experience, not not from myself, but from friends of mine, that it's even the most beautiful people can be the most critical, mm. you know, models and actors. Um, and so, you know, what hope do the rest of us have, Pete, when we look at ourselves? Remember, if, if a model, a <laughs> right. supermodel is considering plastic surgery. No. You know? So no. The, no. the thing is, we have to, this, this is the practice that I do. When I catch myself glancing at myself in a shop window reflection or a mirror in the morning, I try to not, I try to take back my critical words to myself. Mm. And if I see my hair receding or my, the gobbler, I call it, you know, the, 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 the jowls sagging. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I try to say to myself, no, don't look at that now. You are exactly the way you're supposed to look right now. Exactly mm. the way you're supposed to look right now, for better or for worse. It doesn't matter why or how. But right now is exactly. And do you know when you see your a photograph of yourself, Pete, from 10 years ago, or God help us, 20 years ago, and you <laughs> no. see, oh, my God, what? I don't look so bad back there. <laughs> so that's the thing. <laughs> Jesus, that's strange. Yeah. I didn't think I looked like that. I don't look so... That's not so bad. Wow. That's how you look right now. Yeah. That you yeah. look the exact same right now as a photo 20 years ago of yourself. You are as beautiful as that right now. So that mm -hmm. is the thing you have to do. Every single time you see yourself in a mirror, you have to stop yourself. Take those words back. Imagine speaking to somebody else like that. Imagine literally oh. saying to someone, oh, my God, this, you, you look like you just look terrible. Um, yeah. Don't hold those words back. And even mm. can you possibly say something nice to yourself? Like you're not doing so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I feel it's we get a sense of the possibility of that kindness that you're talking about. Just, just because I feel like almost everybody that I talk to about this, they're just really kind human beings. And yet everyone can, can hear their own critique when you just invited <laughs> us to do that, you know, to see what are we actually saying to ourselves? And, you know, mine is, boy, it looks like you haven't slept in days. Pete. What's going on? All know? the bags under the eyes are terrible. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. So, so. yeah. And, and yet it's terrible. we, again, you know, we know this and we know this can be our tendency. And, 
but we it it doesn't stop us from doing it again and again and again. So that's you know why in in my life it's become so vital and essential to be really deliberate and in a way be accountable. I think it actually came up when I was chatting with your brother about this being serious about kindness, you know, being serious about happiness. Yeah. You know, that, that the mind tends to ramble and tends it to does. go. And so, you have to be, yeah, yeah. You, have to, you have to be serious with yourself um, about, about speaking nicely to yourself. Yeah. You have to be serious about that. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I think too, of like, you know, sitting down and having a cup of tea with yourself and speaking to yourself like you would a good friend and being mm-hmm. really nice to yourself. Cause with friends, friendship is a, it's an exercise in not, you know, not saying the thing you think your friend should be doing, isn't it? And, um, mm. uh, if, and if you do find yourself telling your friend everything you think they should be doing, I, you won't, that friendship won't, they're not going to be returning your calls very soon. But so friendship mm. is about holding back. And as our great friend David White says about forgiveness, it's an exercise in forgiveness and, and greater and greater. Uh, you're trying to outdo each other in generosity. So what's 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 to be serious about is to sit yourself down as a friend, a good friend. And what would that be like mm. to see yourself actually physically in the chair opposite you? And to have that, and 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 when we do actually allow ourselves the space to see ourselves, it can be very emotional. The idea that we can be kind to ourselves—it usually should. You should feel a sense of um, a sense of tears welling up, and of yeah. a, of a great emotional wave, because we have, you know, each one of us is so tough on ourselves. Yeah, We're, we can be so tough on ourselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of that too comes from our particular culture right now, particularly too, you know, especially when we're looking in the mirror, we're in such a visual culture, a culture of glamour and a culture that sells so much to our, um, uh, our insecurities around our visual selves. So just mm-hmm. to imagine sitting yourself down um, as a friend, it does take a seriousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you spoke about that. And that's been my experience too, is that it gets very emotional. It can become very emotional to take that kindness and turn it back in on us and on ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's because a lot of us have, you know, we've really have taken the lesson to heart that the best motivation is kind of a kick-ass motivation <laughs> that you know the and but that's in my experience that's not actually absolutely true um but, so we've gotten really good at the self beat up and when we do take a moment to invite that kindness it can touch us on a lot of levels um it can and it can be really emotional and vulnerable and so i want to ask you do you get the sense or or what is your sense that you seem to so easily flow in that space of that we we're talking about that that artistry and mm-hmm. that uh, curiosity of that mystical sense of of the human journey why do you think it's it's so challenging for so many of us to 
to kind of put that mystical artistry mystery yeah. side of the human journey on a, on the back burner. Yeah. Why aren't we able to invite it more closely to the heart? Yeah. I suppose it's like it's like anything that involves growth, really. It's like anything that involves growth. We can find well, and, and and I don't know why the human the human journey has to find that which is good for it difficult to do. <laughs> it's very it's very <laughs> curious. But you know what? I bet you there's some kind of evolutionary uh, mechanism at play. I think that whatever that difficulty is, it's like you should go for a walk, you know. And Jesus, I'll find every excuse, Pete. And then it'll be too dark and too late and I have to go to bed. And that's great. And then another day will come and I'll put on my 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 workout clothes in the morning, you know. And I'll have them I'll have them on in the evening, like especially when we're all working from home, you know, and not a workout to be seen. And um <laughs> Well, and, and not as if, I mean, and when I do go for a walk or a run, I feel great after top of the world, you know. Oh, my God, I can't stop telling people how I've been on my workout. And, and uh, But why why is it so hard to get? And I think there must actually be some inherent mechanism at play there. The requirement of struggle, in a sense, in order to achieve a goal. Yeah, I think if things came to easy, perhaps we'd just lie down. you just lie down and die, wouldn't you, <laughs> if everything came so easy? Yeah. So there's yeah. something about yeah. struggle. Actually, that was something as well, too. I was talking to, 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 my, to, to, to my mother, Noreen, actually. And she often, she often quotes the, the wisdom. You know, she says, why, you know, do we not do what's right for us? Why do we fall into addiction or fall into anger? And she takes a good long dramatic pause and then she says do you know why it's because life is hard it's because life is hard and I was thinking about that with her the other day and I started to think about it's because life is hard and then I started to think actually for me I think it's more like it's because life isn't easy because life isn't easy and so when life starts to not be easy for me I get frustrated at mm. the fact that mm. actually this why isn't this easier you know why isn't this coming more easily mm. to me mm -hmm. for god's sake um mm. yeah i find that that it can be a a trap that people fall into who have first of all overcome the fact that life is hard okay we can accept that now why isn't life easy and i think that that's also a part of self-kindness too it's life isn't easy because mm. it's not supposed to be easy because if it was easy There'd be no, you, nothing would get you out of bed in the morning. You'd just stay in mm. bed all day because it's, you wouldn't have to get up. So the fact like that, that's how this whole world is, is gamed. Yeah. Well, it, what it brought up in, in me as you were describing that is uh, I would agree with you a hundred percent. And yet when I look back, this road that I thought was taking all these twists and turns is a straight direct path to me right here. And it's only my perspective. It was only my thoughts and beliefs about it. My own, you know, my own brain, it's, it's workings that told me whether something was easy or hard and whether something was worthwhile or not worthwhile. Mm. And 
meaning that you know it's not easy is just the label that I'm putting on it. So can uh, uh, an effort of kindness also be about just being mindful of the perspective that I'm putting on it and, you know, using some different, um, maybe some different parameters that I'm labeling on something. Cause sure. Yeah. Raising a kid, mm. it's not easy <laughs> and, you know, or, making a living that that helps serve others is not easy uh you know or for ann and i for a long time saying yes to be Mm -hmm. to being musicians and traveling around the country that it it wasn't it wasn't easy Mm -hmm. uh but but yeah yeah but i i'm saying all that with hindsight because as i'm sitting here in this moment it's I'm in another it's not easy mm. moment of continuing to have a shifting music career and mm. now doing this podcast and this self-kindness mm-hmm. endeavor. I I hear it come up all the time, especially on a Monday morning. Hey, this isn't easy. Mm. This is hard. Yeah. And so so when that shows up, all of a sudden I feel like, oh, I need to go for a walk again mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of getting getting down to the hard mm-hmm. business that of of stepping it's in. Lovely. I think you're so right. I think you're so right. And 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 you're right too. We can we can go for the yeah that sort of okay. Well, you got to kick ass. So like, let's go harder at this in order to solve this problem. And that of course that method is true half the time. <laughs> <laughs> and self kindness is required the other half of the time. And the mystery is we don't get to actually choose. (laughs) And you don't know, you never know which is the appropriate one. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, to, to, um, to just muddle on through, you're right. And then the beautiful, the beautiful vista of hindsight then, isn't that something totally, Hmm. totally different? Yeah. Yeah, and because just like you said, that it doesn't go away as part of the human experience. You can be a gorgeous model with an upper body that looks similar to mine. Yeah, so, um, so I've I'm been just, told. Just kidding. <laughs> and and still have those doubts about you know I'm a I'm a fraud if if people fraud. only knew. And a, 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 a few weeks ago, I had a beautiful friend on her name uh trisha huffman who worked with grammy winning artists who have the same thoughts before that's they get it. on stage yes. you know who that's am it I? I know i've seen it yeah yeah and yeah you've had the 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 privilege yeah. to be in company yes. of people who supposedly yes. the world has said you, you yeah, have everything. you've everything and they do have everything they need do nothing they could just literally walk on stage and read the phone book you know and um it's amazing and and, and people still have all the same feelings that every single one of your listeners has right now (laughs) the cruel cruel world (laughs) we're 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 almost there of solving humanity's issues yeah (laughs) well what i love about the work that you do is that invitation that intentional invitation to explore, I'm going to just call it the the divine. Explore the the mystic, the, the unknowable, 
part of our human experience. It, what I witness you doing is you you go there intentionally. So maybe talk about that a little bit. How does that show up when you're working with groups, and what are ways that that you see that benefiting people? Mm-hmm. Well, a big part a big part for me is again it's it's really that 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 idea of self kindness. So um, when 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 any of us has work to do, some something that we have to perform a role in, be it be it parenthood or or in our professional lives, or um, there is the sense that we're not prepared. And that we have to achieve, create, gather, earn something before we are validated or certified um, in order to do that thing. And what I have found is the necessity to actually quieten that that voice and to say, no, I'm exactly as I am. It's very similar to the mirror exercise, you see. You have mm-hmm. to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, you're actually fine. Don't go there. Don't start criticizing yourself. Just look at yourself and say, I'm okay. And then I walk onto stage with that, holding that little space for myself. And for me, that, that, that really works every time. <laughs> it really, really works. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you're standing next to Russell yes, Crowe. Even Russell Crowe. Yeah. 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 Who's a Yes. Yes. That's a good one. The gladiator, man. Uh, <laughs> you're no because i don't our i don't know if our audience knows that that you you've been on stage He's, yeah and oh my and, god and, we have other we like have him. oh yeah oh. yeah russell's been a great old pal over the years and and he's great you've learned a lot from him about how to perform and how to walk up on a stage and how to be present and hold a room and um be you know be a presence without having to perform presence just kind of attract attention and he's a, he's a genius mm. at the mystical art of performance and um mm. yeah so it's 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 fascinating. so what yeah what is what is that talking talking about a uh a a practice of a presence practice because uh-huh. really self-kindness is just a it's an arm of mindfulness of presence yeah. practice. Presence practice, lovely, lovely term. Um, presence practice, yeah. A big, a big part of that too is around um, Russell. I got to see him once give a day long workshop to dr- the drama students, the first year drama students in the University of Durham, and he brought me and my brother over to perform for them. And so we got to sit in and watch Russell teach drama to first years. It was the coolest thing. Hmm. And at the time, he said, actually, he'd never done that before. And I don't think he's done it since. Mm. And he's a, he's a good teacher, Pete. Uh, it's like being taught by the gladiator. And um, he, his big, what, what I took from what he taught that day was that the actor has to, is, is working to the director. And you have to give the director everything. And when the director says cut, you say, I can do that again and I can do it better. You give them more. So that was his message to the students is you give 100% and then you offer to give even more. You keep giving every single take, every single time, every single time you give everything of yourself, everything. Don't hold anything back, you know, hold nothing back. 
And that's, if you look at Russell's performances, you go, yeah, wow. <laughs> and really, yeah. if you look at any yeah. great performers, um, if you look at any great people in your life, great parents, my God, talk about giving everything. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and then I thought to myself, God, that's an extraordinary practice of humility. That selflessness, that letting go of self. Mm. And you're saying, okay, I'm tired. I want to go home. I want to finish my shows on Netflix and eat my, my, my leftover Chinese food or whatever. And no, you offer the director another take. And mm. I went to myself, oh my God, that's what makes someone great, actually. And the mm. humility that that requires. You're not thinking of yourself really. Well, of course, it's self-enlightened. Um, it's very self-enlightened mm. self-interest. Enlightened self-interest is not the word. Enlightened self-interest. Because when we do get oh. out of our way, when we get out of our way and give everything we have to give to the world, then we become fulfilled. We become fulfilled. And that's really what we're, we're, we're striving to be, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Well, I'd, say, I'd, I'd love wow. to. I was, I was thinking of a nice poem to, to, to deliver. And David White has been a great um, mentor of mine over the years. He's a great poet born in England of an Irish mother and a Yorkshire father, which is a very particular kind of mix of, of, of ways of looking at the world. Wonderful, wonderful um, uh, interplay of uh, different views of, of, of life. And David is a marvelous poet and an even more extraordinary speaker and performer. I thought I'd like to read you and um, your listeners a little poem of David's uh, that I Let's want to commit that. to memory. So that's one of the reasons I'm um, I'm doing this here. And David White, W H Y T E. Yeah, yeah. So that's oh. we could okay. we could have another day talking about David and his work, and he's an extraordinary, extraordinary mm. person. Mm. And this is a poem from his from when he was a young man, and the poem is called "The Opening of Eyes," and in this. Uh, yeah, he's talking about really this time where you can come to ground and take a bit of time and see the world anew and see the world, uh, the, uh, allow your eyes to fall upon the invisible side of the self. As Rilke said, work of the eyes is done. Now is the time for heart work on all the unseen images of your soul. And so this is a poem of David's called The Opening of Eyes. And again, I just find this really a great, gentle, beautiful, soft reminder that this is the ground that we are walking and we've been walking on all along, despite all of our struggles and our sense of insecurity and not being enough that underneath all of the turbulence of those emotions is this total reality. So it's called the opening of eyes. And David says, that day, that day I saw beneath dark clouds the passing light over the water, and I heard the voice of the world speak out. I heard the voice of the world speak out. I knew then, as I had before, Life is no 
passing memory of what has been, nor the remaining pages in a great book wanting to be read. It is the opening of eyes long closed. It is the vision of far off things seen for the silence they hold. It is the heart after years of secret conversing, speaking out loud into the clear air. It is Moses in the desert fallen to his knees before the lit bush. It is the man throwing away his shoes as if to enter heaven and finding himself astonished, opened at last, fallen in love with solid ground. It is Moses in the desert, fallen to his knees before the lit bush. It is the man throwing away his shoes. It is the woman throwing away her shoes as if to enter heaven and finding yourself astonished, open at last, fallen in love with solid ground. Hmm. Thank you, Owen, for sharing. Thank hmm. you, Pete, for creating this space and putting such good out into the world. It's wonderful, especially at this hmm. weird time. We all need to find uh, <laughs> touchstones, places, and, and creativity, of course, is the great thing to do. And this is such a creative thing to do. So many people these days say, oh, I should get around to my podcast. And you've done it. And it's wonderful. And so thank you so much hmm. for sharing all this. Well, thank you for taking the time, of course. And so how can we get more of you? How can we find out more about what you're doing? How do we sign up to, I know that you and your brother and your yeah. mother, uh, yeah. when COVID lifts, you do these great We do. Trips. God Tell help us, us. Yeah, when COVID lifts. Um, well, what we did was we threw ourselves into the online, the virtual world, um, mm. and had this great burst of energy to bring all of our community, all of our audience into community online. So we started doing online courses and those have been the thing that sustained us financially as well as, you know, emotionally and creatively. And they've been great. We were very lucky uh, that we just had the right amount of people, you know, who are interested in our work at the right time. So um, we're starting, we, so we did like 14 online courses over the last six months. And then we took a break over the last month or so, kind of planning and redesigning and trying to reimagine what we were doing. So we're starting a whole um, second semester now of our online courses. And they might take the shape of one course a month, perhaps. And so you can find information on that on our website called trustonum.com. And trustonum is the Irish for the soul journey. And it's spelled T-U-R-A-S-D-A-N-A-M.com. And you might put a, a little link there or something on. on um. you will. And there you can see the courses that we're doing. And uh, it, it takes the form of Zoom calls, live Zoom calls. And we have anywhere from 30 to 150 people. And we do breakout rooms and we, we, we take questions. And we really try to foster a sense of community during these courses. So there's an op an opportunity to break out into rooms to have a conversation with one or two other people during these two hour sessions questions that we pose um around the topics and themes that we're exploring on that day and it's myself my brother and my mother so there's inevitable familial hilarity going on 
and well, especially in our family, yeah. And our mom is hilarious. She's absolutely hilarious. And we have a great old myself and my brother are really along for the ride, really. And um, right. we're, we're, yeah. we're learning sure. a trick or two from her. She's fantastic. She's just a, a, such a store of culture and spirituality from Ireland here. So that's been a wonderful mm. thing. And we'd love to invite any of your listeners along to Great. to that and music where can we where can we listen oh to you? you can buy our lps at all the good record stores um you could uh, i don't know <laughs> if you just you can you can you can type in owen and me hall or sulafon or whatever and and find find our bits and pieces scattered like shavings of the wood turners lathe out into this virtual universe um so whatever's on oh do you know what's great you were talking about is the kate a pbs show we got to do last year um which oh is yeah. cool no, yeah we did an hour-long really show called the kate and if you search for owen and moley moley was my brother's stage name um owen and moley actually if you, do you know what you can put in in google owen and moley pbs and it comes up and that's an hour-long show of our music and yeah it's great so and we've got all sorts of stuff great, in great the time in the um in the pipeline as well to coming up wonderful recordings so great to have you join me on self-kindness uh maybe next time it's mom and then Wouldn't i get all three great. of you back so oh we'll just, my we'll just keep doing this we'll god she'd only love it she'd only <laughs> love it and look i see i see where did the time go pete oh my god oh well lots of love to you and yours and thank you owen You're so welcome thank you pete yeah loads of love to you and yours too Hmm. Some interviews I can listen to over and over again, and that is definitely one. I mean, so much in there with his idea of speaking kindly to ourselves when we're looking in the mirror, and or the reminder to know thyself, and that it can be emotional to get kind with ourselves. And yet it's, it's that artistry, that self-artistry, uh, what an exploration. If you love this conversation as much as I did and want to stay connected with Owen and what he's doing with his family, don't forget to run over to touristdunham.com. Sign up for their upcoming course, Samhain, Making Peace with the Past, and enter the promo code KINDNESS to get 30% off. Or just go over and sign up for their newsletter. Great people and a great conversation to be having right now at this time. So thank you so much for taking time to listen today. I know there's so much going on in your life, and the fact that you are here listening just speaks volumes about who you are and what you want to bring to the world. So I invite you to be serious about your self-kindness. Again, if anything in this show inspired you, would you share it with another friend, someone who might need a little self-kindness in their life? Well, I think that's it for today. I'm going to leave you with this song. We'll see you next week. I love you and be kind to you. And that'll spread to the world. <laughs> You're so worth it. When you find yourself alone. Hey, Self-Kindness with Pete listener. If you're feeling stuck, thinking too much, unable to control emotions, feeling challenges at work or in relationships, Maybe you're feeling out of sorts, that self-talk is ramping up and constantly negative. If you've done personal work in the past but still don't feel 
like you're living that potential, your potential, living a big, fearless, purposeful, and peaceful life, then you got to sign up for my self-kindness coaching. Self-kindness coaching is my monthly one-on-one coaching where I'm going to teach you how to know your mind and to create the life you've always wanted. Don't be fooled into thinking because it has kindness in the title that it's not insanely effective. Actually, the opposite is true. You know, just like every person who speaks in this podcast, massive change in the world begins within us. That's why this coaching, self-kindness coaching, is so effective and efficient because it goes directly to the cause. No matter what work you've done in the past, my self-kindness coaching is for you and will change your life. Go to PeteSibley.com coaching for more info or click the link in the show notes. And can't wait to hear from you. Oh, you're gonna learn just how to trust.